in the master plan. But if you don't do what you're supposed to be doing, then, you, you know, then, you know, the benefit that you were going to add, right, the, you know, the what you were going to give to the world now isn't going to be out there. So you might affect somebody else's situation, right? And they might have to find a different way to get to where they're trying to go because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Because there's people watching you don't even notice watching you that you're inspiring. You're listening to The Robin Corey Show, the podcast where we discuss success in life, business, as well as health and fitness. We are your hosts, Corey Melvo and Rob Neighbors. So we're live on the scene at the uh, 120 conference here in Chicago. Eric Thomas 120 conference that we just attended. And it was super, super inspirational, man. Yes, it was. It was, um, I think it was worth the price of admission. It was definitely worth the price of admission. And we don't want to say that he could probably raise the price because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to get that price raised before next year just in case we come back. It's, you know, it used to be, it used to be a little bit uh, less than that. So. You know, yeah. the oh, more yeah. it grows, it's probably going to increase anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, definitely. But, but, I mean, we got the swag bag, you know, with all the, uh, we got the books yep. and all that stuff. So, uh, you the, know, there was a lot water, included in the price. We got a few. Cooler. Yeah, we got a few um, things like just, um, weren't they videos or something like that that he emailed us to? Some trainers. Oh, yeah, some e-books and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, some e-books and stuff like that. So I got to watch those. There was a lot included in the price. But I just wanted to go over a few of the a few of the key takeaways, and there was a ton of them. And, you know, to be honest, you know, we walked in. We were super hyped. We started taking videos. We started taking pictures. We started taking notes. Both of our phones died. Like, you know, probably not even halfway through, um, our phones died. So I actually stopped taking notes because of that. I, I wish that my I wish my phone was still uh still up so I could take more notes, but I try to retain it all up here. So I just I just I just uh jotted down five key takeaways that I want to discuss with you, man. All right, from, let's do it. All right, from that from the meeting. Um so the first uh key takeaway that I wrote down that stuck out to me was that you need to figure out who you are and as you grow, just remember that you're in the most powerful position to service the person you once were. So you as a human being are in the most powerful position to service who you once were. So for me, that would be somebody who, you know, potentially grew up without a dad uh, in their life. It might be somebody who uh, ended up having a kid under the age of 18, somebody who dropped out of high school so that they could take care of their 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 kid, you know, um, you know, anybody like that, I'm in the most powerful position to help somebody who dealt with the same things or who is currently dealing with the same things that I once dealt with. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on that one? Um, Rory said that, right? Was that Rory the um that was the guy that he Oh yeah, that was that was who said it. Yeah, he came out at the beginning, summer. he said it, and then he and then he went back in. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My takeaway on that is um it's it sounds so simple. Like if you, you just look back on how you grew up or the things that you overcame, now it's kinda like your avatar. It's like, okay, who went who went through a kidney disease that I need to help or who's going through kidney disease yeah. or who's a cosmetologist that needs to learn how to cut hair or, you know, specialize in hair or who's um who's who's married or uh, and trying to get to like twenty three years, or yeah. you know, who who wants to young. who wants yeah, who wants to start um, their own little business? You know, so many things that you can look back and see where you're at now yeah. to where you're when you're growing up. You're like, I want to be there, and now you're there, and yeah. and you can help people, but yeah. you're in the most you're most powerfully placed to help yeah. people who are yeah. dealing with what you had to uh, the type of adversity and just the. Who's trying to do the things that you've already done, basically. Yeah. Uh, 
key takeaway number two that I wrote down. All right. Um, protect your energy. So watch who you spend time with and make sure the people that you do share time with are on the same wavelength as you. So it all comes down to, you know, you're the average of the top five people you spend your most time with. And of course, for some of us, you know, there might be family members that are dragging us down. There might be, you know, there might be people who you have a hard time kind of um, separating yourself from. It might be a sibling. It might be a parent. You know what I mean? It might be, you know, there's, there's people out there that, you know, you really can't completely cut them out of your life. But the whole goal is to just make sure that the people you spend your most time with are on the same wavelength as you. Yeah. Um, one of those things that um, you can think about is what uh, Tabitha said, that you don't cut them off. They cut themselves off. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time. It's like you can hang out with somebody and you see yourself growing and they're not growing. And they say that you're different. Because you don't do the same things that you once did, you know, partying or uh, drinking or wasting time, wasting money because you want, you know, to better yourself and better the people around you, like your family or, or whatnot. And then those friends or family that do think that you've changed, they start treating you different. Mm -hmm. And eventually you just lose contact. And so you didn't necessarily cut them off. They cut themselves off. They cut themselves off. Because they were in a space or they stayed in a space and they never continued to grow. Or sometimes they get mad at you because you're growing and then they think they're cutting you off. They just, then boom, they cut themselves off. You know yeah. I mean? it, it happens to the best yeah, of us. Yeah. Correct. Uh, key takeaway number three, you ready for key take takeaway number three? And there's a lot more than what I have written down right here. I wrote down five. Oh man. It was, I wrote down five, but there's probably like 50, you know what I mean? So many. Um, so key takeaway number three, you have to build a strong personal character before building a strong personal brand because your influence will never grow wider than your character runs deep. That was a good one. That was a really good one. That one was um that one was Rory too, wasn't it? That was Rory as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a good one. Um so what I got out of that is how you treat people. Like how your um it's kind of like your credit score. It's like you got a good credit score with people, you know. And if you got a bad credit score, what's going to happen? The banks ain't going to look at you. People ain't going to mess with you because you're always lying or, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Things, don't, things don't come true. You're going to say you're going to do this, you're going to do that, but it doesn't happen. But if you're 100 with people all the time and, you know, true to yourself, true to them, that character is going to it's gonna last a, long, a lot longer than, than all the other things. Yep. Once you build the characters, when you're able to actually get that attention and influence more people, but they have to trust who you are. Yeah. You have to be a good person. And if you ain't, if you build a career on a negative pedestal or, or a real uh, shaky foundation, you know what I mean? It's, the career's probably not going to last very long. You're not going to be influencing a lot of people for a long period of time. True. Key takeaway number four. Number four. We're going to keep it going, man. We're going to keep it going. And this one here is like multi-parted, multi-faceted. Multi um, multiple parts to Multiple it. parts to this one. And this is basically the, the whole uh, thing on procrastination, which I've heard this before, but it, it does open my eyes now being a little bit older, hearing it again. Um, Seeing it on a stage, on a screen was a little bit different. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. put the nation, procrastination. Yep. <laughs> and he, and he, says, he says, enjoying something isn't a requirement of doing something. 
And then in parentheses, I wrote, enjoying it has nothing to do with getting it done. So the most successful people on earth, they do things that they don't want to do when they don't want to do them. And they still do those things at a high level. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Michael Jordan has a flu. He probably don't feel like playing basketball, but he goes out there and, and puts up like 50, 60 points. Yeah. And so he played at a high level, even though he had the the sweats and he was having a hard time even operating, functioning as a normal person. Um, and then they go over three different types of procrastination. There's procrastination as we know it, which is consciously uh, just, de- just delaying what we know we should be doing. And then there's creative avoidance, which I think a lot of us are guilty of, which is unconsciously feeling um, the day with like menial work, just not getting stuff done. Just basically, just doing busy work, chasing our tail, <laughs> doing doing busy work just to just to be busy and distracting yourself from what um, what's important. And this is why I always tell people, especially me being in the real estate business and training younger agents, you know, they'll come in and they'll write down a to-do list and everybody does the same thing, right? They'll write down a to-do list, you know, might be 20 items and then they start and they just start picking through and doing the easy ones first, right? But for every single person, you know, over the course of your day, only 20% of what you need to do is going to net you the outcome that you're looking for, right? It's the 80-20 rules, the Pareto principle, right? 20% of of your action is going to net you 80% of your results. So a lot of people will pick through that list and they'll pick all the unimportant things. They'll beat around that 20% of what's important, right? Mm -hmm. And then they'll do the things that ain't important. And then they go, well, I was busy all day. I was working, right? But you just did the things that's going to net you that 20% of your results instead of, you know, doing the 20% that's going to net you that 80% of your results. So it's kind of that same thing. And then the third type of procrastination is priority dilution. So unconsciously delaying by allowing your attention to shift to less important tasks. So that's basically what I was just, that was, that's basically what I just touched on. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, you know, the uh, priority dilution and all of us are guilty of doing this in, in real estate. You know, sometimes when you're negotiating a contract, right, you have a home inspection done. And I always tell my clients, like, during this process, we're going to look for health and safety items. We're going to look for high cost items, right? And the inspectors will come back with 30 things wrong with the house, right? And out of the 30 things, you know, 27 of them are minor, right? It might cost you a couple dollars to fix, right? And then there's three that are a big deal, right? And I'll have buyers that are like, let's ask the seller to repair all 30 of these things. And it's the same thing I tell them. Like, if you ask them to repair 30, they might say, well, we'll, re- we'll repair almost all of them. We'll do 27 of them. And they'll just pick all the ones that are going to cost them nothing to pick, right? And then they'll, mm-hmm. they'll come back at us and say, I'm fixing almost everything you want. Like, what more do you want, right? And so it's still important just in pretty much in any uh, facet of, you know, you're going to always, there's a book out there. It's called Eat That Frog. It's by Brian Tracy. And the whole concept of the book is basically, um, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to eat a frog, if you have to eat a frog, right? If you wake up in the morning, you have to eat a frog, try to eat the ugliest frog first, because then it's going to make the other frogs easier to to take down, right? (laughs) That's the whole concept of the book. And it's kind of the same thing. You know, you're always going to have that list of things you need to do. There's always going to be that long list of repairs that need to be made, but focus on the ones that are important first. Focus on that two or three that are important first. Like with the procrastination thing, we went over it last night, like trying to summarize what we do on a daily basis to see where we can elevate ourselves. And you broke it down to it's basically scheduling. Like if we delegate a time each day to do certain things on the schedule and continuously stay consistent with that schedule, then that's going to help us instead of just running here, running there you know, getting this done, trying to get that done. And then the next day is something different, you know? So, and we started off with 
basically waking up early enough to, you know, get your workout in. You know, I was talking about get my social media in. Yep. So I don't have to chase my tail all day trying to uh, post on different pages while I'm, you know, doing work, you know, dealing with family Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to make phone calls, return emails and cut hair, you know, so um scheduling is a big part of that procrastination uh piece that we yeah and if you if there's any tasks that you can do that you can batch like so he mentioned social media right so i post a lot of social media videos for real estate and i can sit down and make you know 10 to 14 videos over the course of like three hours so if i time block that and i make 13 videos 14 videos for real estate in that three hour time frame. Now it's just as simple as having the setting an alarm to make sure I remember to post it. And some mm-hmm. of the stuff I'll schedule ahead of time, you know what I mean? So it just comes out automatically. Just another good way of doing that. And then remember we use the analogy about the juggling. Yeah. yeah. You're juggling. So like, you know, we, we we're talking about, um, you know, trying to multitask, which is kind of a myth, right? Whenever you're juggling something, you're technically only throwing one ball at a time. Right. And you're only catching one ball at a time. And we all have a ton of balls that we're that we're juggling every single day. Right. We got our family. We got our business. We got our work. Right. We got our social life. Um, You know, we're all juggling balls. Right. And so the one thing that, you know, I also want to point out in that analogy is if you're juggling all of these different things, you got to remember that those balls are are rubber. Right. So what happens when you drop a rubber ball? Bounce. It'll bounce back up to you. There's only one of those balls that that are glass and that'd be your family ball. Right. So if you're gonna drop Most a ball, one. that's the one. You, that's the only one you don't want to drop. That's a good analogy right there. Discipline becomes dormant in the absence of a dream. So in order to be, in order to not procrastinate, right, you have to be disciplined, and then your discipline will become dormant in the absence of a dream. So if you stop thinking about the end goal, if you stop dreaming about what you want, if you don't have a plan, and if you're married and you don't have a plan with your spouse, that's another thing. And you know, if you guys don't have a plan something to work towards together, you're going to end up in a situation where you just lose all motivation. You don't know where you're heading, right? It's like, you know, if you, if you, if you're, if you're sailing a ship and you have no map, you have no destination, you're just going back and forth in the water. It's just like, um, the analogy with soccer, right? Soccer. If you take away the goals from the soccer, all you're doing is running back and forth with no goal. If you take away the nets, you're just running back and forth with no goal. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's basically, what is your why? That's what it boils down to. It comes boils down to what is your why, but it also boils down to specific smart goals as well, right? So if my goal is to purchase three investment properties, right? And I'm like, I want to be an investor, right? I want to purchase three investment properties. If I just say, hey, baby, let's buy three investment properties and let's leave it at that, right? My focus is going to become a little bit um, diluted, right? I'm not going to, I'm going to be all over the place. I'm not going to be thinking about those three investment properties. If I say, let's buy, um, you know, you know, let's buy three investment properties by December 31st, 2024, right? Now, all of a sudden, I have a clear goal, a smart goal. So, you know, now I, I can work backwards from that goal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, in order to buy three, uh, if I just want to buy three townhomes, right? And I need 20% down and in the neighborhoods I'm looking, the townhomes are $300,000, right? I can work backwards from there. I can say, well, this is what I need for a down payment. You know, this is where I can get my down payment money. I might, you know, save this much. I might, you know, take out a home equity line of credit on my current house for this much of it, right? And I just need to make sure that my debt is here. I need to make sure our credit scores are here, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can just set the goal and then put up, make a plan by working backwards to our current, our current situation. True. Anything else you want to touch on with that one, Rob? On the goals part, um, no, not really. I mean, you just broke it down. Just um, 
in the simplest form. So, yep, yep, yep. And then, uh, I think, um, we got a lot of information from a lot of speakers yesterday. <laughs> we did. We I mean, did. We did. I'm getting excited right now. Let's talk about it, bro. I'm getting <laughs> fired up. I wrote down five key takeaways. And like I said, there's like 50. Yeah, there's there's way more. And um, the key is to to basically look yourself in the mirror to see what you need to improve on. And when you do that, I think you take the pressure off of, like I said before, um, that procrastination part, you're chasing your tail, doing stuff during, throughout the day, not knowing what you're doing. So if you want to elevate yourself and then elevate others around you, like Jamal said, one man's discipline is um, the key to, like, I think it said everybody, uh, other, a lot of other people's success. Yeah, so you don't, you don't form, know where so. you, you don't know the full plan, right? You're not seeing yep. it from an aerial perspective. So you might be a cog in the master plan, but if you don't do what you're supposed to be doing, then, you, you know, then, you know, the benefit that you were going to add, right? The, you know, the, what you were going to give to the world now isn't going to be out there. So you might affect somebody else's situation, right? And they might have to find a different way to get to where they're trying to go because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Because there's people watching, you don't even notice watching you that you're inspiring. Yeah. And so once gonna... you, and once you don't have that discipline and don't do what you're supposed to do, what happens? It piles up. It's like, oh, I should have did that when it, when I had the time to do it. How many times have you said that to yourself? Oh, man, I've said that a lot, man. Every, you know, the thing is funny too is being, being, uh, you know, in my thirties, right, pushing forty, right, is I used to say I don't have no time. I'm like I don't have any time, right? And I was a single man, didn't have any time because I had to work all all the time, right? Because I worked in a factory. Then I have a kid. Well, I had a kid prior to that, but then I start seeing my daughter even more and more. And I'm like, man, I don't got no time, right? But I, I have actually less time than I did before. I had, I had time before, right, right. Um, you know, then, then, uh, you know, I get married, right, and then we have more kids, and I'm still saying the same thing. I ain't got no time. But it's like when you, really, if I would have looked back to before I was married with the kids, right, and you know, I actually did have time, right. Then I went to college while I was in, while I was in work, while I was doing full time job, right, and I had kids, and I was married, and the whole time I'm still saying the same thing. I don't have any time. But I did have time. I had enough time to figure out how to fit in college and how to fit in having three kids and how to fit in having a spouse, right? Mm-hmm. And as no matter what happens, you're always going to say the same thing. I don't have any time. I don't have any time. But there's time out there. You just have to create the time. And so it's just like anything else. You know, maybe maybe you need to sleep faster. You know what I mean? Sleep faster. Maybe you need to sleep faster. <laughs> maybe you need to get up. Maybe you need to get up two hours earlier. You yeah, know that's what, I mean? what we talk about. Getting yeah. up at 5 a.m., get your workout done, get yeah. your social media out, out the way. And then maybe you need to cut out the 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 reruns of a of a lost. Maybe yeah. you need to cut out the binge watching Netflix. It's you know about I mean? delegating the time. Yeah, it's you all know, about it's all about you, creating the time. Putting the time in somewhere else, that time can be used for something productive. So this is actually a decent segue to my fifth my fifth key uh, takeaway, um, and uh, this is actually a spin on a Les Brown quote. Actually, and I'll, I'll give you the Les Brown quote if I can remember it. But this is what they said at the conference. So. Um, easy, shorter choices lead to difficult long-term consequences, mm-hmm. while difficult long-term choices lead to easy long-term consequences. And the way that Les Brown says it is, he says, he says, do what is easy and your life will become hard. If you do what is hard, then your life will become easy, right? And so it's all about knocking out the things, making, you know, basically it's the same thing as um, 
It's a lot about what we just discussed, right? You have to be disciplined enough to do the things that you need to do when you don't want to do them. And at some point, right, you will have built this thing. It's stacking bricks, right? You guys have, you know, I don't know how many people have heard the uh, Will Smith talk where he's talking about how he had his father, somebody in his family made him and his brother build a brick wall from nothing, right? And they would go out there every day and stack a brick. And then over time, they they noticed that they had built this whole wall. And so it's just like, um, just like building a wall. Every day you're stacking a brick and you need to make sure the brick is straight, right? If the brick is crooked and you start building the next brick off the crooked brick from the day before, right? That wall ain't going to be straight, right? Not, not even straight. So every day you got to work hard on stacking this, this, the straightest brick. Just focus on the one day, making sure you stack the brick as straight as you can. Make sure you have it in place. It's secure, right? It's part of the foundation. And then over time, you'll see that you stacked an entire wall, right? Because days become weeks and weeks become months and months become years and years become decades. And you can look back and say, man, I've been doing this for years. Look at this big wall right here. Mm -hmm. In other words, don't try to do the shortcuts. Shortcuts like, uh, kind of like Chicago traffic. We tried to do some shortcuts on the way. Yeah, yeah we tried to do some shortcuts <laughs> on the way here and they end up being long cuts. Yeah. So, you know, stick to, stick to the plan, stick to the roadmap. Basically, it's the same thing. Stick to stick to the uh, the GPS, you know, the route you're going. Don't try and veer off and do something else to to make it easier. You know, you think you're going to do a shortcut. It's going to make stuff longer because then you got to go right back and fix it and do it right. You know, go right back to the same lane that you was in before. Yeah. You know, when you could have been a little bit further down the road. But, you know, you take a shortcut, you know, it's going to lead you right back because whatever you're going to miss out on, you got to go back and get anyways. So. It's the same way as traveling, the same way in life, you know. So it's about discipline. It's all about discipline, that man. I think we said this before. Discipline, yeah, discipline. That's what <laughs> it. It all goes back. It's, it all goes back to the same thing. Yeah, having right. discipline. It's really not like a secret sauce, but at the same time, we got to remind ourselves on a daily basis of what we need to do. So, yeah. and there's so many forms of discipline. It's self discipline. Is the is the first one though? Yeah. You know, you have to have discipline of self. If we have discipline of anything, because if you don't mentally have that self-discipline about you and what you have to do, it's like you, okay, we got to get up at, that's, that's natural, right? We have to get up. Okay. But what time do we have to get up? We create that time. Mm -hmm. It's up to us to create that time. We, it's not a given we're going to get up, but more than likely we're going to wake up. So are we going to set the alarm for six or you know what? I'm going to have a discipline not to hit the snooze at five and get up at five. Yeah, it all goes back to, there's a book out there, it's called The Five-Second Rule. I can't remember the girl, the lady who, who wrote it. I've heard of that before, but yeah, I don't remember exactly. It's a good book, but she talks about how, you know, her whole life is in shambles and she created The Five-Second Rule, which is basically, um, she imagined a rocket blasting off, right? And she said, her, her alarm goes off and she says, five, four, three, two, one, and it jumps to her feet. And what happens is uh, yes. it it, it, it activates your prefrontal cortex, right? And it throws you off because you're counting backwards, right? So it kind of wakes you up, kind of shakes you out of you know what you're what you're doing because you have to think slightly more to count backwards, right? And you jump to your you jump to your feet, and really she puts it into it's Mel Robbins, that's her name. So she she puts the whole uh, process into everything she does, right? She needs to make a phone call, five four three two one, just do it, right? And you need to you know what I mean? You need no matter what you need to do, she needs to she needs to um, go to the gym. Five, four, three, two, one. Grab your gym bag. Just go. 
right? Don't give your time. Don't give your time, your mind time to talk you out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, our, our brains are, are designed to keep us comfortable, right? And so there's a lot of things that we got to do that ain't naturally comfortable, but you have to do them, right? So you have to, you just have to do it before your brain has time to talk you out of it. Well, Rob, this is a nice little episode, right? Little, yeah. Little yeah. mobile episode on the road at Undisclosed Location in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just to be able to do this part is 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 cool, you know, give our viewers something different, a different look, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. and then to go to the conference, um, get some of the same knowledge, you know, and get inspired by the same people. Yeah. You now we got some of the, the same books to yeah. to read and bounce back off of each other. I think this is a this is a good good experience. It's a great experience, man. I would definitely do it again. Yeah. Especially meeting some of the people that we actually watch, you know, podcasts of and uh taking pictures and then uh getting getting to know some other people that gave us some very, very uh important information. Yep. Yep. I'd agree, man. I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Now I need to become a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> that's that's been the goal. So, you know, I'm, I might have to call Rory, start a, pl- a payment plan or something. <laughs> Put some on layaway. Watch me educate. Yeah, we been could have started, but it's never late. Do it for my kids, kids. Yeah, let's set it straight. Do it for your kids, kids. Gotta set it straight. It's time to regulate.